Arg, Grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshow Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Matthew Weir, and returning Kerry Warbis. Yay! Hello! Thanks for uh, looking after it all for us all. Yeah, you picked a hell of a time to be away, Kerry. Yeah, well, I was glad to be away from the royal stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to dwell too much on that, uh, the, the sort of madness of the country. Yeah, the archers has been wild hasn't it yeah i mean i've really enjoyed it and i was trying to work out what it was um obviously um matthew and i've chatted a bit about it the last couple of weeks but um i think it's i think it's actually being on tenterhooks and genuinely desperate to know what's going to happen next yeah and we still don't know no bastards (laughs) i really really thought we would get some kind of reveal this evening when Chelsea was talking to Brad. Yeah, I thought so as well. I mean, the the, the thing is, Matthew's thinking, well, I don't need to be told because I already know. I can see. Yeah, come on, Matthew. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent. You know, like I, I still stand by Josh. But, you know, as we said before, there were three suspects at the rave. Ben, Josh. And a few weeks ago, people were like sending us messages saying not to discount Sol. That would be a massive twist with Russ and Lily as well. Well, there's a reason why Josh might have been helping out with the afternoon milking, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> He's a dad. They did lay it on a bit thick, didn't they, with him taking a trip down memory lane with his father in the attic, looking at his uncle's old jazz mags. You know, that was quite sort of, um, I mean, I felt that was a very clear clue. They're setting Josh up as the dad. But am I being, am I just hearing what I, what I want to hear? Well, what a bloody awful birthday for a start happy birthday here's loads of boxes of old shit you've got to sort out the yellow power ranger was missing an arm and he found swingy mm. it sounds like kenton was missing an arm all that's all looking at Susie quattro when he was about 13 <laughs> <laughs> the, the diary was from 1974 wasn't it which was a very mm. good year i was just waiting for some point where he was going to be like september the 4th caught shula rubbing one out to horse and hound magazine <laughs> <laughs> in a cardigan they share a brain. Can you imagine sharing a brain with Shula? <laughs> Somehow I still think that she gets the rougher deal out of that trade. <laughs> no, I actually love Kenton. Mm. Oh, he was funny this week. The, the, that moment when uh, David said, I found your diary, and he just went, no. The horror <laughs> that went through his mind at that moment yeah. was fantastic. I was just going to say, he never fails to raise a smile on my old fizzog. Whenever he says Dave, it just always makes me laugh. And it was the first word of one of the episodes, wasn't it? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> As is his want, because his brother is always trying to shake him down in the pub, isn't he? Last week or the week before, he wasn't didn't want to pay. And, and he was getting loads of free pints off Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Tracy. And then I've done that a couple of times recently. Peter said Oliver instead of Jim or vice versa last week as well, right. I noticed. Yeah, we said that Jim went with Brad to visit Den. Peter did a hashtag, not my tiger, about Justin. (laughs) (laughs) He's not anyone's tiger, darling. (laughs) But yeah, like David comes in there tonight or last night or whenever it was and he waves his card to buy his pint of shires and he's like, do you remember when a pint was one thirty? How's business, by the way? He's like some (laughs) protection racket, isn't he? They, they kept mentioning cash or card this week, didn't they? Because Leonard said, oh, can I pay in cash? Because some, you know, some people don't, you know, it's going to cause trouble for people that it's barely used. And then Kenton was card or cash. But is this meant to be some sort of nod to us all going cashless 
and being tracked by China. <gasps> the conspiracy theorists are going to go nuts. Did you see that mm. twat recently on Twitter that made a big deal about how he refu- he told the guy that he wouldn't pay for his Starbucks with a card because he only had cash and was like, I struck a blow for the man. And everyone pointed out that Starbucks don't actually start to make your coffee until you've paid for it. Yes, I did see him. I did. um, Sorry, I'm going to be a bit defensive now. So, you know, I've been saying for ages how um, you can like this version of Russ. Well, not today's Russ, maybe, but this version of Russ, because the characters change all the time. And to prove my point, I really like David this week. And you could have knocked me down with a feather. I never liked David. He's been, he's been my like original gangster worst character for a long, long time. You know, um, Justin will have his week of being the most hated. Shula, obviously, is always a, you know, high up the list. So is Helen. But no, David's always there, top five. He's the kind of, I don't know, Liverpool of terribleness for me. <laughs> um, yeah. While everyone is processing that shock, should I say we didn't put an ad break in? Oh, no, okay. Well, remember, should we get one in now? Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Peter, can you explain just a tiny, tiny bit why you did like David this week? That's a fair question, Kerry. I thought that he seemed human, like he actually seemed like a real person that you might bump into and talk to. I also quite enjoyed his interactions with Josh. He was sort of being, mm. he was being a good dad. He was sort of like you're being encouraging, but also like, no, you're a grown up. These are the things you have to do. Get on with it. I think Josh can benefit from, and he didn't do it in a kind of unpleasant way. He was quite sort of firm but fair about it. And you could hear Josh in, you know, was enjoying enjoying his dad's mm. company as well. And, you know, I'm a bit of a soft touch when it comes to the whole father-son thing at the moment. So, you know, maybe that was it. But would you make your son on their birthday empty a loft full of their old stuff? Well, it's a bad time to ask me, Kerry. I'm about to move house, so I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, to, 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 were I in David's shoes with an attic that's going nowhere and it's his birthday and I've got barns everywhere and a sex caravan parked a few hundred meters away, then no, I wouldn't. And also suddenly saying, oh, yeah, we're uh, renting out your room soon and we're re- going to redecorate it. And Josh went, you, you haven't redecorated it for us for years. It, it did seem a bit, why are you doing it all on this particular morning? Can you imagine? How relaxing it must be to go and stay at a B and B with David and Ruth. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be getting the hell out of there on day one, wouldn't you? Was it burnt and burnter? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the breakfast will be, it, it would have to be continental, wouldn't it? One of those really disappointing paper bags left outside your room with a croissant in it. Yeah, I was about to say a flaccid Iceland croissant, kind of ping, the ping of a microwave and then kind of like a little sort of drizzle of melted <laughs> chocolate coming out the end. Just imagine like the guest saying, so I have black coffee, do you have any milk? And David just scowls at them, goes over to a cow that's in the corner of the kitchen and squeezes <laughs> it teeth and slams it back down on the table. That's no way to talk about Ruth. <laughs> I was thinking like a cow glory hole. It's just some like an udder sticking. <laughs> well, I mean, that's almost what they found when they were in the skirting board, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, that was funny. So there was a tin of tobacco and paraphernalias, wasn't there? Susie Quattro magazine, as mentioned earlier, and this Janet Adkin revelation. Mm. Why are they stirring all of this up? When's she turning up? Yeah, do you think she will turn up? I'm not sure, but Kenton was quite sort of furtive about it, wasn't he? He said, I do think about it from time to time, normally for about nine minutes when Jolene's out. <laughs> but do you think it is linking into the fact that Josh is the dad and they'll remember when they were his age and they wanted to kiss the local girls and more? Maybe she was the stable girl, wasn't she? That's the shitter Avril Lavigne song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, she was a stable girl. What, what, what age was this when they were about kind of 13, 14? Well, they, it's, didn't they allege that David was 13 and Kenton was 11? Because oh, he remembered yeah. the, Ch- the Chelsea buckle-style scraping of the car incident with his bike. And you had Kenton's New Year's resolutions, wasn't it? Which was to finish school, don't become mm. a farmer, see the world, Kiss Janet Adkin, abandon kids on the other side of said world, come back to Ambridge, own the pub. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kerry and Kenton would have never got it on because what's something he doesn't like, Kerry? Pedantry. <laughs> what are you, t- are you saying? I am David. I'm not saying you're David, but I'm very, very clearly saying you're a pedant, which I don't oh. think is controversial in the slightest. Come I think on. I'm a lovely one, though. I'm not one of those ones who goes, well, actually, I think you'll find. I'm married to a very lovely pedant. In fact, she's converted me. I, you know, I, I it's one of my favourite things is being pedantic to her because I feel like, you know, it's uh, uh, she appreciates it. She likes a good bit mm. of, you know, exactness. <laughs> okay, no, does she? <laughs> It's not like, you know, a leap across the room and poing, and it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Million to one shot. <laughs> so, they were, so they were too young when the diary was out to be sort of shagging, weren't they? But maybe, because Kenton didn't uh, reveal whether he did get to kiss her. He said, oh, you know, that's for me to know kind of thing. Maybe he did later on and got her pregnant, a bit like Josh. I'm just trying to tie in why they're doing this. Mm, the only other thing I thought is that something's going to happen to one of the two brothers. Or is it just some building this angst which nobody else has except Kenton about Shula leaving? For a f***ing year! Yes! Oh, the crowd roared. But it, it's, They're it queuing up, make... apparently, just to, <laughs> just to go in and... To, to not see her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're doing in London. Well, yeah. Um, she's not in there, is she? Anyway, um, yeah, but th- that whole thing, I think we you may have said this already, but Kenton's sort of going, oh, I don't like it when Shula's not in the village. It's never happened before. It's like, yeah, but you went 
overseas and it was fine. And their relationship's never been all that anyway. Like occasionally there'll be a sort of conversation where, you know, one of them will mm. pop round to give the other one a kind of a bit of a G up. Yeah. It's, it's, you've never had that kind of zesty back and forth sort of, they've never had that kind of like, you know, pinging relationship that makes you believe this level of hurt that no. Garrett, you know, Kenton's experiencing. Half the time I forget, don't you? Yeah. And lots of people have pointed out that the whole fraternal twins versus identical twins thing, you know, e- even if you believe, and I, I don't claim, I don't have a particularly strong opinion either way, but, you know, if you believe that identical twins have that kind of um, psychic connection, uh, fraternal mm. twins don't have any more than the rest of us, I don't think. I thought you were going to break into a share song then, Peter. If you believe. Well, you've heard, everyone's heard what, what me and Matthew twins. sound like. <laughs> Because there was a share reference, wasn't there, this week? There was. I thought there was going to be more coming from that, and it, it didn't happen. I absolutely adored Freddie this week. Really? Wasn't well, that was my yes. turn to ask why? You asked me about David. I'm very much asking why you adored Freddie. Oh, sometimes he really does it for me, Freddie. He's very, very funny. And just the delivery of his lines, I think he made me really laugh. You know, when he was talking to Lily and saying, well, you did just accuse him of getting Chelsea pregnant. So it's the actor. It's not. It's not. You don't like. You don't like the character. You like the 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 sort of. It's a bit like us with Russ. All of us with Russ. We. You like the uh, entertainment and the drama. But, but do you like? I don't know. I, th- person? I, th- I think I do. Sometimes I do find myself really liking Freddie. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. He was treading that fine line, and you do get that sometimes. It's almost like that gallows humor isn't it when a friend has had a bad breakup and you're trying to comfort them or they've done something stupid that has led to the end of the relationship which in this case lily has but you can't quite bring yourself to not point it out when you're talking to at the same time so and in the end lily started firing back and being sarcastic Mm. yeah i just thought it was sweet because she said i wish i could turn back time and and (laughs) freddie just went like share Obviously, it's shit, and I love shit jokes, and it just really made me laugh. And he said, well, I'm just trying to bring some levity to the situation, which was really weird because it's obviously devastating to Lily. I don't know. I just liked him this week. I think there's a massive Cher fan in the in the writer's room because the, a couple of months back, they did a line that was like, do you believe in life after? And there was another noun in there, and I think that was, that was deliberate as well. Mm-hmm. I believe you posted a photo of Cher. I did on the Twitter account. So I think, you know, someone, someone's a big share fan, much like the Carters and the Horribins only had one album in the eighties, which was Ashford and Simpson. Solid as a rock. I asked who was the last person to be described as solid, solid as a rock and by whom, and nobody could get it on Twitter. I can't remember. It was Neil very awkwardly describing Chris to the, the mediator, um, no, the, the the guy that came to see if they were lunatic parents or not. Mm, that is true. I knew it happened before when they said it again this week. Someone jumped in on Twitter and just immediately said solid as a cock. <laughs> Speaking of cock, cinnamon chicken. What a disgusting notion. And why, after just leaving Ambridge Hall, is Justin inviting Linda over every night and can't get enough of her? Yeah, this reminds me of when um, 
quite recently Charles Collingwood did this thing and said that there, there came a point where the writers couldn't do anything with Brian and Jenny. They were just settling into this kind of mundane existence. And then one of the writers said, uh, right, OK, let's throw an affair in there. He's going to start liking other women. And I feel they're going to do that with Justin and Linda. I think there's a terrible affair storyline coming up. Good oh, heavens. Thanks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God, didn't expect are okay? that. Are you You're OK? Here. Well, <laughs> do you want I mean, me to turn back time and not say that? <laughs> okay, so who's going to get bingo? Get the whole lot. Well, why? What? Why else are they doing this? Because there is nothing to write for Justin and Lillian. All right, they've got a new kitchen. They've been staying at Ambridge Hall. I mean, the last ridiculous storyline that that's revolved around them is what the stables. They ponced off to the Isle of Wight and wasted two or three episodes with that Lillian's mm, embarrassing oh sailing God, story. Yes. They're like, there's nothing going on with them, so they're going to have to throw some scandal in there. Justin's got access to boner pills. Robert seems to be just ferrying his luggage to and from the car, like mm. someone out of upstairs, downstairs, which Justin was in. I mean, let's face it, Lillian and Justin don't really like each other, do they? Mm. And Linda incorrectly described him as her husband. And they're not married, are they, as far as I know? Is it possible we're getting a kind of comedy version of the Ruth and David affair that didn't happen, where Lillian convinces herself an affair is happening, mm. but actually Linda and Justin are just good pals or something, as improbable as it sounds? He is awful, though, isn't he? Lillian was so excited to get back to her kitchen, which she never has had any interest in cookery really before, has she, as far as we're aware, or isn't very good at it or any. I mean, it's not really about that. I suppose it's showing off, isn't it? But and he keeps mentioning having takeaways all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you like uh, would you like some yakisoba for breakfast, Lillian? What does their smart tat? I reckon it pours gin. Oh my god, that sound where she's going, oh, the smart tap. And then there's a sound of her wetting herself. Uh, It was the tap running, wasn't it? I think they're going to have to do something with these two. And Mm. the only thing I can see is a fair coming up between Linda. He seems very taken with Linda all of a sudden. But it's only because he can use her to his own end. Or or then maybe she will start to misread the signs. Okay. I don't know. Either that or I was thinking this week, it's the Dower House they live, isn't it? Otherwise, get on the deeds and change the name to the Dyer House because every storyline that comes out of that place is absolutely awful. (laughs) Yeah, the silly old... Uh, you bring your dog round and that'll mean that Glenda Belcher will see that I like dogs and then she will uh, vote correctly on the meat processing uh, deal thingy, which, what on earth was that about? And is it Mince Casey, who is the meat processing current person that they're trying to undercut the payment of? Or will he be the next person that they Mm. go into business with? But as that episode's happening, I start just hearing the magic roundabout music I think someone put on Twitter that they hear the Charlie Brown teacher. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Well, it wasn't for me this week. I think it's just because it's like trying to catch up on gossip that's happening with friends and someone stops to talk to you about work and you're like, hang on, I still need to find out who the dad is. So mm. can you stop filling my time with complete crap? That's a lot better way of putting it than I was about to. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, all I want to know is who the father is, and everything else is an irritation, including um, Lizzie being a bad mum today, 
Um, mm. Even though I thought they, it was acted so brilliantly and so tenderly, when as soon as today's episode started and it was Chelsea and Brad talking about the abortion, I was like, I don't care whether she has the baby or not. We're not. I'm not there yet. I want to know who the dad is. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah, so the last thing I wanted to hear was um, Justin flirting ineptly with um, Linda. Although I did enjoy Lillian um, sort of saying, but she would have done it anyway. She was. Yes. She said at the beginning that if she was going to thingy thing thing, you know, all that <laughs> stuff she was saying. Yeah, she likes bursting their bubble, doesn't she? Mm. Is Brad now the most hated character in Ambridge because he set the ball rolling, which has made Russ leave? Hated by who? <laughs> Us mainly. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else. Exactly. I have to have to comment before I forget. I know we cream our knickers over Russ all the time, but his acting this week in the episode on Wednesday where he was the wounded party was superb, I thought. Yeah, he's been brilliant all week and I enjoyed him being, um, you know, super frosty and cold today as well. I enjoyed that. That was yeah. fantastic. He's so good at it. Yeah, uh, by, but Matthew, Matthew was suggesting and obviously Matthew is a a good track record of being right at the moment that uh, that might be it for us. Didn't I send in the group goodbye, sweet prince? Yeah. Yes. With Lily pleading with him and then he, he aped her mm. voice back to her, which was really nasty the way he did yeah. that. Yeah. And then tonight it was just complete, what's the word I'm looking for? Mic drop moment where he brings the painting. What does it, what does it mean, Russ? It means you two-faced backstabbing in Greek, Lily. <laughs> I did put it into Google Translate, Predosia. You big slag. <laughs> oh, Matthew, sorry. Fabulous. I preempted Matthew's joke, sorry. That's right. You know, it depends if you're ancient or modern Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got both faces. I obviously, I was going ancient. You Okay, right. Okay, I see the confusion now. <laughs> you're more Jim, aren't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but when he was going, yeah, stop begging. Please, 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 it's doing my head in. I reckon he was just pissed off because he had to come back because he'd actually checked into Centre Parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, I, yeah, having been to Centre Parks in the last year, that is... That would be the perfect place for Russ to hide. No one would find him there. Like it'd be the last place you'd ever look. But I am. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed the last week. All of the people shitting the bed about Russ and getting super cross about you know how mm. awful he is and blah blah. blah. They're gonna they're gonna see what we see when he's gone. Like it's it's like um you know the the, the Russ if he does go the hole he leaves in terms of entertainment people will feel mm. it quite keenly. It's like you know I you said not my tiger Kerry. I still, you know, like when Matt left the Archers, a big chunk of my enjoyment went with him, and I'm not sure it's been entirely yeah. replaced. Vince and Ru Vince and Russ have actually been perhaps the two characters who've done the best job of filling that hole for me. And mm -hmm. if Russ does go, it's gonna. I mean, Adil, I know you don't like Adil, but Adil, in a in a in a weird way, sort of tickles my fancy in that direction. Does he? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, there are all these characters who all these characters who aren't superficially likable. But sort of just mm. do a good job of um, ruffling feathers and and basically all the prissy idiots in the village don't like them, so I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, it's been absolutely astounding watching from afar on my sandy beach and everything. Um, the tweet along people 
absolutely going bananas about before it was revealed that Russ wasn't the dad. Yeah. Absolutely certain, you know, it's him, it's going to be him, he's a slimy tail. It's like some sort of weird hysteria. <laughs> it, well, it, it was the categories that it fell into, because initially you had the, he's the dad, it's disgusting, of course it's him. And then when it became apparent he wasn't the dad, there was a, a shift to, mm. all right, he's not the dad, but I still want him to suffer all the consequences he would suffer if he was the dad. And mm. then there seemed to be genuine anger that he wasn't the dad as well, <laughs> that like that they'd written it so that he wasn't. And why would people denied this anger? I was like, okay. I didn't mind. I didn't mind people being angry with him for exploiting Lily when she was a younger woman, exploiting of his course. as a teacher, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we all agree with that. Yeah, goes without saying. The thing that just really gets got on my nerves the last week is people who don't seem to understand you can be wrong and wrong. You can be a hypocrite and right. And that's Russ. You know, he can behave like a complete dick and be super upset that his lovely girlfriend, who he mm. adores, has done the dirty on him. I just this this was the thing that boggled my mind was the lack of kind of like gray area that people were able to see about it. I mean, he, yes, he's a dick, but he's also been treated quite shoddily. And it's like Lizzie today, like, oh, you know, he really showed his true colors there. Yes, li yes, Lizzie. He was upset because your daughter mm. around behind his back and he behaved mm. immaturely. But then he was never maturity was never his kind of big selling point anyway. I mean, as a potential partner, I don't, I'm not talking about the whole entertainment thing. Yeah, there's a lot of one dimensional thought going on, isn't there? It's like he is bad. He must be bad all the time. He is just a bad person. <laughs> but, but the thing that really irritates me is that is that why is it only one or two characters who get held to these ridiculously kind of singular standards? And yet mm. uh, and yet was and yet, you know, other characters can sort of like change with the wind or completely transform week week on week i mean just look at justin i mean i've mentioned it a hundred times he's been about 15 different characters over the last since he turned up and now he suddenly wants to raise money for dogs <sighs> mm. <laughs> that, 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 that said it all <laughs> i liked i liked that rant though peter i, I really sorry, enjoyed sorry that. sorry I, I, it's just been don't apologize it's, been, it's, it's great because i've been trying to be reasonable about it the last couple of weeks and um i'd like to see a venn diagram of archer's listeners that want a fictional character punished for not getting a 17 year old pregnant but would also just want everyone to be quiet about the brother of a future king or present king and what he yes. might do. Exactly, yes. yeah. Yes. There's a lot I mean, of hypocrisy going on. Have you seen that um, show, uh, not show, movie, Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie? I have a long, long time ago. It's a, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure and, and also it hasn't aged well, but it was a lot of fun when it first came out. And one of the points that um, is made, and I actually used to listen to Howard Stern when I was a kid in Washington, D.C. when he was kind of starting out. Anyway, but he, he they were saying like the average Howard Stern listener who hates him, who likes him, listens for X number of hours a week. And everyone who hates him listens for loads of hours. And <laughs> we've had a big bump in listener figures as everyone's been getting furious with us about Russ. So to all you hate listeners, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> who will they uh, hate us for next, I wonder? I think it's a condition called PTCSLD, which is post the cider shed listening disorder. Yeah. <laughs> Few people have that. Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't it good to have Blake back? Oh, yes. Yeah. Who, who'd have thought it? <laughs> oh, you've been so crowing about this and I love you for it. I love you for it. I have been milking it and I, I will apologise now to and, and to give some credit. Do not. Um, <laughs> to give some credit. I was listening on Sunday afternoon. 
And someone did send in an email to Harriet and Lucy making the same presumption. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't alone, um, mm. but that's the only person I'm going to give credit to whoever sent that email. <laughs> well, you did you did um, clip the you did clip the moment on the show that you you made your amazing prediction and you can hear the wonder in my voice the sheer awe that you know the very, <laughs> i'm in the presence of genius it's very it's, i just it's, wanted it to be true i think it was just that i wanted it to be true well um so yeah are you going to retire from the predicting game or are you is your dander up are you feeling sort of like quite cocky now well i i i'm going um i think here's what i think and you'll like this peter i think there will be something with the justin linda situation whether it's uh misreading of the signs and I reckon Lillian will be crushed, and that's when Matt comes back. Ooh, you like that, don't you, Peter? Anything, anything to have Matt back. He's easily my favourite character ever. Well, out with the Russ, in with the Matt. Yes. Return of the Matt. Oh, but that's difficult, because now <laughs> I feel like I'm being bet- betraying Russ. Yeah, mm. Russ won't mind. Once he gets some money from the painting, he'll be fine. Yeah. How much will that painting be? Don't know. Well, I mean, you go to some pubs, don't you? And some like the the, the slightly simple nephew of the owner has got a painting on the wall for five hundred quid. So <laughs> I don't know, let's triple that. I mean, it's a, it a proper gallery. So what? You know, a grand. grand anyway, a grand. Back to me predicting Blake. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. Sorry. I only did a small. Well, it, it there was a bit of a delay, wasn't there? Because there was a a topical insert at the beginning of Sunday's episode mm. just to show respect for the Queen. Apparently also Adam and Ian took their marmalade and swan pizza off the menu for an entire week. <laughs> I've leant back to laugh at that so I don't burst your eardrums. <laughs> oh, you funny boy. Linda, though, going back to Queenie stuff, when she said she wept when trying to write in the Book of Condolences and she put, Dearest Mom, rest in peace, you were an inspiration. And I was thinking an inspiration for harassing people until they do your bidding. <laughs> I must have blanked all of this out. What, what, what has Linda shown that was inspired by the Queen, do you think? Block colour, kind of tight wool um, skirts and matching A-line, you know. I don't, I can't even colonize Darrington. I can't even describe the Queen's outfit. What do you even call those bits of clothing that she used to wear? Like, so, bits. yeah, furry bits. But this is in my head, though. That's what Linda dresses like now. She's got, you know, always got, a, you know, salmon. Well, pink she got the OBE, didn't she? Yeah, she met the Queen. Yeah, but that was from bloody bugger all, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, any any knighthood or anything handed out by Prince Charles is not proper knighthood was it from charles that they got the knighthood and then she got to meet his wife what's her name ford escort whatever she's called now oh queen uh, consort yeah (laughs) it does sound like a car that your parents would have in the 70s doesn't it It does i bet it's got a massive ashtray as well well if it has a massive ashtray then tracy will be cleaning it 20 times because she's gone nuts at the bull isn't she she is sounding rather manic isn't she uh, overcompensating for sort of not coming to work pretending that oh yeah it's just normal teenage stuff don't worry nothing everything's ship shaped <laughs> she's not pregnant no not not at all <laughs> she like cleaned the window 17 times kenton kept going what are you doing tracy oh well just polishing the brass and then i went downstairs and set up an electromagnetic machine and i've reanimated echoes in the cellar i hope that's okay <laughs> but, but what, what are we meant to believe there because leonard's there drinking his miserly half a lager dash 
And she never had him marked as a cheesy snack man, whatever that means. Have a packet of cheesy snack things. I think it's that because they can't say what's it. Is that what they were? I thought I was thinking those mini cheddars. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking, I, mm. the, the idea of a half pint absolutely boggles my mind. This is the one thing I've hated about not drinking in the last two and a half years. It's not the alcohol I've missed. It's a big pint of beer. And have I mentioned on air that I found a pub locally that sells alcohol-free beer on draft? I think you sent it in the WhatsApp group. Oh, God, it's mm. the best thing ever. Anyway, little half half pints, what are they for? Have you been to Australia? Well, Matthew has, obviously. There's certain parts of Australia, they sell what are basically shots of beer. It's absolutely bananas. Yeah, well, it, it, and it depends where you are. I mean, in, in Western Australia, you used to have a glass, a midi, a and schooner, a pint, I think. The schooner is only over in the east which is halfway between a half and a pint, which is perfect for really hot weather. Yeah, exactly. I think like in Spain, you know, where you get those lovely little um, half pint glasses that's like got a little stem underneath and uh, it's a half pint of draft lager. You've been to Spain, Kerry? Is... <laughs> yeah, I have. I'll tell you all about it. Um, but they're perfect because it's really hot and... Oh, it's a right quencher, that. Yeah, finishing a beer quickly was never one of my problems, so <laughs> it was never <laughs> true. really benefit from <laughs> the... Two-point uh, Peter. Uh, yeah, yeah, per quarter of an hour. Bloody hell, yeah. Oh, Back in the um, good old days. Anyway, with the archers. But, you know, yeah, pints, pubs, Tracy, Chelsea, she's back. Yeah, well, yeah we've forgotten all about that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that was meant to be the main storyline driving the whole week. Mm. I was a bit pissed off with... I was a bit. I was very glad she was back, so we could get on with the plot and who's the dad and all this stuff because it had started to drag a bit. Her being away, and I think Kerry, you might have heard, I, the plausibility of it all was a bit. I I felt like it was a bit mm. stretched. Mm-hmm. The idea that she would be away that long and not really understand the effect it would have on her mum and anyway. Um, so yeah. I was very glad she came back, and then obviously over the moon for Matthew to be right, and then ever since just out of my mind. Every every word she says, as I said earlier on, where who's the dad and everything else is just blotted out. I've started to not give a fuck about it because really? it's gone on too long. You know, it's on. I'm on that borderline of oh, for God's sake, either tell us or just shut up about it. Really, about who the dad is. I I still think it's probably someone we don't really know. Sorry, yeah. Matthew. And she's obviously in the turmoil about abortion and what have you. And I thought, I, I was really, like this evening, I was thinking, oh, good, she's actually going to do something that probably most girls of her age would go ahead and do. She had the morning after pill, something went wrong. She's now like in, in turmoil. It is a difficult decision, obviously. But yeah. I thought most girls in your situation at that age, in your, you know, you haven't got financial support, really. You've got lots of love, yes, but, you know, love don't pay the bills, does it? I thought, good, they're going to do a story where a young woman does have an abortion. And then she was saying, I can't do it. Was, was that, was, did that sound like her decision then? What? Which one? That she wouldn't, she wasn't going to have the baby. Yeah, I mean, she said, when I said it out loud, it made me think. And then she said, uh, I would love it, and I think it would love me. Yeah. Yeah, there was that whole thing when she was saying, like, it's your grandchild as well. Mm. And then Tracy earlier in the week saying, you'd be a great mum and stuff. And it, but yeah. it, but it, it, I did like the bit where Tracy said to her, not making a decision will become making the decision, I think she said, mm. which was very good in terms of urgency i can't help but think as a mum of a daughter who's well she's 22 so a bit older but if 
my daughter was saying, I'm pregnant and I don't really know what to do. I would definitely be saying, well, t- who is the father? Is it a random? Is it someone you know? If you do have the baby, the father will have a right to be in that baby's life, I think. That's part of the decision making, I would have thought. And yes, ultimately, it's the pregnant woman's decision. But I was surprised that Tracy didn't say, well, who is the dad? It's the, it's the whistling DIY man, mum. It's the whistling DIY <laughs> man, mum. I've always loved him. <laughs> this is the real world, Kerry. Yeah. yeah what's, how's, your, what, how's your decision now? What, you you still staying calm? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else knows what is happening here, do they? Uh, <laughs> have you mentioned yeah, this com- on I've air? Com- oh, yes, you I did. I have you complained. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've really enjoyed being in Spain so far away from the... As soon as I came back, though, I went into the kitchen started whistling <laughs> i would have loved it if you'd have been staying in a remote villa and then some guy would have just started diy and whistling in a to, along to spanish tunes right spanish next to whistling yes yeah for, for, for the record kerry we much prefer it when you record your on-site um little micro pods with a full mariachi band in the background if you oh, could you know, yeah that first one that i sent through to you i was sitting in a restaurant and um, on the beach, one of those where the chairs are on the sand and uh, that music started and I thought, right, I've got to do my little um, uh, voice note thingy to the lads. Uh, on the second time, I thought, oh, shit, it's that time. I better do it because they're going to be starting doing the pod, blah, blah, blah. And that was really bad, wasn't it? There was no atmospheric music. Well, you know, you know for the future. Um, guys, should we pop a little advert in? And um, maybe if people want to dodge the advert, they could go to patreon.com forward slash the cider shed as an option. Matthew, if someone's stuck in a 14 hour queue and want to find some way of passing the time, um, what's the way they could do it? They could get in touch with us on our Instagram, which is at the cider shed pod. Uh, we've got a few new posts up there and a couple of reviews. We have a Facebook group called The Cider Shed Podcast. Um, I am just going to mention Twitter before Kerry mentions it because I bigged up Kerry's return to Twitter after I'd been helming oh, it God. for a while on Sunday and I said she'd be back. And then Kerry promptly went to the pub for three days and then got stuck in the tunnel. I know, I've been a bad, bad girl. But the Twitter is Kerry? It's at The Cider Shed Pod. And we have cracked the 2,500 followers mark. Hey. Yeah, that's a good milestone, isn't it? Um, and we've also had a new five-star review come through as well. Uh, thank you to KLadyB2432, uh, who says, I'm always a week behind as an omnibus listener, so I've no idea what's going on this week. However, the last Cider Shed I listened to talked about the Archers and also threw in chat about Sisters of Mercy and Depeche Mode. <laughs> this, yeah, this, <laughs> the Cider Shed is often the optimal overlap area in a Venn diagram of my interests. Excellent. I believe you will find an abridged version of that review in our recent posts on Instagram. I've noticed, I've been sitting listening to the pod, obviously, whilst doing it, and I've noticed that now Kerry's back, hit back, the amount of irrelevant shite <laughs> that's non has diminished significantly. Matthew sent me a little sheepish message last week going, well, I didn't really talk about the arch as much, did we? <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted, didn't they, um, something like... Um, 
the lads don't half go off track when Kerry's away. <laughs> yeah, I got a few DMs about it as well. What can you do? Yeah, sorry. I mean, so I'm not scared of Matthew. I don't think Matthew's scared of me. <laughs> no, and the fact is that I did point oh. out to a few people. The, the thing I pointed out was there was only one storyline in town last week, which was Chelsea. That was it. There wasn't anything else happening. All right, Matthew. It's, it's fine. Don't worry. You were going to get some Sisters of Mercy, <laughs> Depeche Mode, and God knows whatever else we talked about. It was great. I really enjoyed listening to you two. Mm, you know, I mean, the numbers don't like Harry. So, you know, it... it yeah. I'm, I mean, I've said this a thousand times. I'm really curious about what happens out there in the ether where, where these little pockets of people suddenly find us. Because mm. Don't mention the ether, Peter. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, it's just, anyway, it's just weird. Anyway, we've had a big jump the last few weeks. So um, obviously nothing to do with the Sisters of Mercy. Uh, but also some good news, Kerry. Did you hear last week that Matthew retired football chat? So we're not doing that anymore. So um, No, I want to know to... where I am in the league, please, Matthew. Well, there was almost no point to do football chat because they pulled a dirty move and suspended all games. That's a very good point. Which threw everything into chaos. And now there's two games happening tonight. And a bunch uh-huh. of games happening to what you're in second place, Kerry. Yeah, you're 16 points off. Julie Fremantle still leading the table, and Peter's still um, propping it up. Oh, by the way, I'm a good. Seeing as you're doing football chat, I'm a nice man because um, one of my son's friends, big brothers, was walking past me this morning on the pavement in a spur shirt, and I didn't spit on him. So you know. <laughs> Quite a nice guy. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, who have we lost tonight? Monarchists, <laughs> anti-choice, and Spurs fans. All right, I'm cool with that. Spurs fans, goodbye. See you. Get bugger off to the. <laughs> do what you want. Do what you want. Oh do one. no, they don't send them there. That's fate worse than fucking death. That is. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> or just put a bleep over the. And <laughs> people will work it out, won't they? <laughs> That's what I'm going to bleep out. Oh, right. <laughs> There's two bleeps now. Oh, oh, anyway, sorry, I'm making it's a nightmare for Matthew. Sorry, Matthew. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not editing any of this. Peter's yeah. gone rogue. Well, you know. Because he's not editing. Oh, yeah. so I'm having two, I'm having two. Because the thing is, the, the, the thing is, is this is going to be two mornings in a row where I can do what I want. Unbelievable. I'll probably do, you know, grown up boring stuff, but that's not the point. I was just going to ask, what will you do? Um, uh, yeah, do you know what? Let's just leave it mysterious because it's a thousand times more exciting than the very, very dull, very, oh. very adult life I've got at the moment. But anyway, never oh, mind. I've just remembered as well um, that someone uh, put on, you put a story on Instagram, didn't you, of a, a side shed fan who referenced Peter's rainbow sausages because they're at WoWo. <laughs> Uh, guys, I've got to go very quickly because I've just realised I've left some alcohol-free beers in the freezer. So you can slag off my sausages. Oh, because they, <laughs> oh, they explode, don't they? they do. Yes, they do. They very much explode. Um, so bye-bye, everyone. Um, Carrie oh, and Matthew Peter. say terrible shite about my sausages. Bye. <laughs> How can you forget about beer? So it was Dan Tooley, wasn't it, that sent the picture yeah. of the, the, the un-rainbow sausages? I loved that. Oh, I'm back. Oh, okay. Oh, we were we, worried we just... then that you'd... <laughs> uh, hello, out of breath Peter here. Um, the beers are fine. A couple of frozen solid, but nothing exploded. So there you go. And you should also pay respect to Dan Tooley, who was the guy that messaged on Instagram. Uh, I'll send you the screenshot, Peter, about him emulating your lifestyle. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, well, good man. I mean, you know, it's... So it says bougie coffee, 
Wowo campsite archers podcast have i become peter fickling question mark and i replied where are the rainbow sausages right he did actually dm me just for full transparency yeah, and uh, he said that secret may be one peter takes to the grave as to where the rainbow sausages are and i said which won't be too long if you keep scoffing them <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your patience and uh, have a lovely week see you next week see everyone bye Hang on.